forever. Dog. A love from beyond the grave. This week on the podcast, Janice Harrell's Vampire's Love, Volume 2, Bloodspell. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And this week we read Vampire's Love, Number 2, Bloodspell by Janice Harrell. Janice. We read... Um, we read the first one. The first one when? I didn't even realize. I was thinking you had covered the first one while I was <laughs> while I was on I hiatus. We liked and then the first as I was one, reading, though. I was like, wait a minute. I yeah. remember this. Because we liked um, Rena. But it was a while ago. And we oh. liked Chelsea. Yeah, I know. We liked mm. Chelsea and Rena because Rena is a sloppy Joe. And like we mm-hmm. t- and I think there are still remnants in this book. Like there were things I liked about this book. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I remember liking Rena, like Rena's very real sadness at like mourning this life that she lost and also like didn't get to experience. I hated the guy. This is March of last year. Wow. 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 Oh Oh, my God. Long ago. Fuck James. Did we like him in the first book either though? I don't think so. I, I think we think thought so. he was mad. But I was particularly irritated with him. I was like, you need to get over it. He's just like so disgusted like, by her all the time. He's like, oh, I can't believe I've seen her change from a deer to a woman. Oh, my God. When he was like about to barf about the deer woman thing, I was like, shut I up. I know. Sounds like fucking amazing and cool. And like life is incredible. Also, Okay. She's like, I love you. And she's told him she loves him. I did not realize that he was just like, I like you. But like, like we can't think about being BFGF right now. And she's like, like, to me, it just felt like I was like, you need to figure out your shit. You need to stop like taking all this time to like think about what it, it just bothered me that he was like letting her hang on like that. Yeah, it was he was like using her for protection and also being disgusted by her. I will say like yeah. in his defense, Rena did change his girlfriend into a vampire and that vampire is very evil. So like actions have consequences, but he doesn't have to be disgusted by her very nature, which she's like fighting against. The moment when I was like truly done with him, and I will say this is like probably much later than I should have already been done with him. But I, I guess I was just like, you're a lost cause. I don't ever see you coming right, back from right. this was when he was like, wow, I guess I just like didn't realize she needed human blood to oh live. My God, I was that. like, she's a fucking vampire. That's she's like the number one vampire. thing we know about vampires. That is what idiot. we know about them. What the fuck are you talking about? Wait, do you remember why she turned Chelsea into a vampire? Was it to save it was her life? Accident? Like... I don't, yeah, it was like Chelsea got like hit on the head or something. <laughs> but I think, but wasn't she also kind of trying, that's what I was confused about is I was remembering Rena being a little more nefarious than she was in this one. She wasn't nefarious in the book though. I remember she her being. Okay, no. I thought she was trying to like chase Chelsea off or like possibly kill her. Was it that Vlad killed her and Rena thought she had? I think that's I what it is to our because Vlad because Vlad was like oh I because Vlad Chelsea, for sure teaches her 
how yeah. to be a vampire. I just don't remember how they met up. I felt like that happened off page. Because no, we I definitely don't... saw it. They like went to Vegas together and shit. It was like a whole thing. She runs from him. They were on an airplane. It was a whole thing. Oh, man. I just, when I read that recap at, in, in the book we covered today, I was like, oh, okay, I guess all that happened like in between books. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a recap. No, no, no. We definitely saw that happen. Okay. Well, I think what happened was that like, you know what I think it is? I, I'm going to guess. And there's no way to find out the truth. <laughs> that We may never know. We may never know. That Vlad or like that Chelsea gets injured or something not on purpose. And then Rena turns her into a vampire to like save her or accidentally does it. Right. Because remember, she was like, I oh, think it's an it was accident. Yes, 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 it is. Because in the book, she's like, oh, I guess some of my blood like fell into Chelsea's mouth. But I do think she like... Didn't she feed off of Chelsea for a second? She might have. I forget. But also, and again, there's just no way to know. She can't help it though, because she like doesn't know like right from wrong very well. She's like kind of. She's never found a reason to care about anything. I do remember that, and then she starts being like, "Oh, I want to know love because I love this boy, because I see him mourning for his sister, and like, like she watches him in the graveyard." I felt like I liked her more in this book than I did in the first one. Maybe it's just because I I so very much hated James and I was really annoyed by Chelsea in this one. Vlad actually seemed cooler to me. Yeah, Vlad was cool. Than I think in the first one cuz in the in the first one we were I remember us talking about He's like cheesy. Not, yeah, not wanting to go to prom with Vlad. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to go to prom. Yeah, he seemed I remember like that. he seemed like skeezy and cheesy. Whereas he was written in this like he was like genuinely handsome and and like charismatic. I, you know why I think that was? I think he didn't have all that pretense of being a cool guy because he was like genuinely frust- flustered and frustrated all the time in this book. Like he was like because remember he's like kind of slipping too, and I liked that moment too where he realizes that he's kind of slipping because he was like. I didn't even recognize Rena as a deer. I was just so single-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, I'm kind of shaken by that, but I'm not going to let it bother me. <laughs> um, I So yeah, I think he, because he's no longer such high status in this book, and I liked him having to deal with Chelsea and like kind of being more in Chelsea's head in this book. I thought she was annoying, but I kind of thought she was funny at times. Like I was like, I I I liked how... She wasn't like without frustrating, frustrated she was getting without her like highlights. She was definitely more fun in the first book. I remember her being very yeah. fun in the first book. Like the whole seance at the end, I remember like really cheering her on. Yeah. <laughs> the mayhem she was causing. Whereas in this one, she was like so whiny. But yeah. she was still like the most energetic character and the only one having any goddamn fun. I know. I did I was like- shocked by how quickly she killed Trip. Oh my god, trip instantly. Instantly. Like, night up. Yeah, she's just <laughs> she like She tricks him into lighting himself on fire. That was so funny. And she's just like, "Well, I told him not to smoke." Oh well. I just don't get what anybody sees in James. James fucking sucks. What a like downer dud. Killjoy. He like he sees nothing cool about her being a vampire. Come on. I know he's he's actually like disgusted by every aspect and yes. and OK, like I don't I really didn't like the way he talked to Rena like 
when Me he neither. was like, it was really awful. He was like, I know it's your fault. Like, she's like, you shouldn't blame yourself for like what happened to Chelsea. And he's like, yeah, I know. I know it's your fault. But like, I just feel bad. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. Yeah. Just constantly making her feel like this disgusting creature. And, and the whole like, I guess we'll just like, he, like he knows full well she is in love with him. I know. And he's like, I guess we'll just like pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend to like keep Chelsea off my back now that she's like here because like the whole school like needs a reason for me to be. And then and he's like so concerned with how this makes him look. Mm -hmm, He's like, mm -hmm. do you understand like how much everyone hates me for like breaking up with Chelsea just now that she's like not missing anymore? Everybody thinks I'm the bad guy. So but like there's nothing I can do about that. So I guess we'll just pretend to be in a relationship. Um, I know so that they have like their story they can tell so that it makes some kind of sense. And she's, and she's so like, wow, happy. really? Yeah. Gosh, thanks. And I'm, ugh, I hated him. He I hated worst. him. He was the worst. And I felt so bad for her too, because like, I, I think something that the author did here that she also did in the first book was kind of like really make Rena. I don't know. Like I felt so bad for her when she was like, feeling so lonely and like seeing him with his grandma and she's like they share blood like I don't share blood with anybody oh and when she's like yeah. my life is coming back to me like my memories of my life and it feels so close like I can touch it but I know that that's like literally gone forever and she's like I miss my dad and I miss my mom's baked bread and I miss like yeah. their voices like I was like oh my god Rena like that is like she basically got uh, what's that thing where the guy he sleeps and then everybody the world keeps going on? Rip Van, Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> she got Rip Van yeah. Winkle. I, I felt really bad for her. And then the I whole time too. he's like, "Oh my god!" And then this part, oh, I got so mad at him when she's like, "Oh my gosh, I found like this magician and he can turn me into a human <sighs> so I can have my life back." Me too. And he's like, "You can't bring things back from the dead, you know." And she's like, "I'm not really dead." Like I felt so. Bad like, for it's her. Just, it's possible, though. And then when he, when it serves him, then he's all about going to find Roger the magician, who was like, I was like, why is this even happening? What? Who is this person? Why is this, this not was, leading to so something weird. larger? It, it led to so, nothing. Yes, it was so like random and weird. I mean, it didn't lead to. No he led to nothing. Like, yeah, like obviously. So they find this, but it was also like random and convenient. Because why was Nick there? Why would he even live there? And like, why and is she why, only seeing him like, now? What are the fucking odds that they're just like running into each other? Like what? Yeah. It was really strange. I would have appreciated some other thing that was drawing all of these like vampire people to this place. Because then it would explain why. Yeah. Or why like, she's there, why he's there, mm -hmm. why like, like, but otherwise it's literally like, like she jumped out of a plane and happened to land into his house kind of vibes. Like, yeah, I, all it had to be was like, you know what? Th there have been, there have always been like rumors about a magician in this area. And Let's everyone knows about him. him. Yeah. Like if it, if it came from her already knowing something versus just like, oh, we happen to be in this place and I happen to see this 
guy I know was a vampire and I happened to see him with his family so, and I happened to see that he's aged and we happen to be going right to the area that he lives in and he happens to live in the same area as the magician yes. why does he it live was in all so and also why did why do they live in the same area as the grandma like the, all of that did the, not make yeah exactly sense. it was too convenient and strange yeah I was just like not buying any of it it just needed to be it needed to have been seated better and earlier instead it felt it really felt like the author was just making it up as she went along which she may have been because she had like an insane deadline i certainly don't discount the fact that like this isn't really the author's fault and it's more right like right right publishing issues well, but it it that doesn't excuse it doesn't mean it was satisfying right because that's the other thing like we've we've seen that like we she can write a book that we really like and so i do wonder if it was like a note like hey actually like make this into a like into a duology because like people are really into series right now you know what i mean or if it was like make this a trilogy and then they were like actually the first book isn't selling well at all and so you're only getting two and so she had to just like find a way to end it yeah because because that felt so rushed because also is chelsea dead yeah, because the book, <laughs> there, there aren't any more books. She's got to be dead. Right. Because like if a cigarette did it to trip. But like the other thing that I was like, hmm, about was that like it was like the doors were thrown open and we don't see anything about her being dead. So I'm like, but it's because we know it's a, it's only two books, like, of course, she's dead. But I feel like there were like things set up to be like, this story will continue because of how abrupt it was and like. That's why I think it was probably yeah. supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. That makes sense, too, because it's like, why even start to introduce this, like, kind of underworld yeah. of people that, like, literally for, for like, 15 pages, like. And then it was done. And then done. It was very strange. It was really yeah, that's, weird. That's my strongest theory is that this poor woman thought she was setting up a trilogy. Mm-hmm. They told her she had to wrap it up. And then this is this is how she did it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. also, like, I felt like Vlad's death was really quick, but I also don't yeah. mind. I don't necessarily mind that because I'm like, well, that could be like, like, oh, he was never the big villain after all, kind of vibe. But then the fact but, that there's not a satisfying showdown yeah, with Chelsea, it's like, okay, well, then it had to, like, somebody had to be somebody. The confrontation needed to be satisfying, and neither of these were. Yeah. So I'm like, because because right when he, Vlad dies, I was like, okay, wow. So then like maybe Chelsea and I was like, there isn't very much of this book left. Like, what do yep. I do? And then, what do I do as if I'm going to do something? What do, I, what do I do? What do I do? Um, It was, yeah. So so like, I guess skeleton story, uh, Rena. So, okay, wait. So what we know from book one is that Rena, she's a vampire. She comes into town. She was turned by this guy named Vlad centuries ago they used to be side by side but she ditched him because she was like i just want to be by myself i don't want to be with him and he was motion he gets motion sick and he Um, was always holding her there with um like threats or spells or other things like she mm -hmm. never wanted to be with him Mm -hmm. he forced being a vampire on her yes she did not want that um so then she waited until they were on a boat together he gets seasick so he's unable to notice that she is escaping she jumps out uh, swims away and just starts her own life. She kind of is just drifting. She feels she doesn't really remember her life before being a, being a vampire. She's never found any reason to stop and like 
smell the roses per se. Um, she meets this guy, James, who's like in a bad place. He's like always going to the cemetery to be sad about his dead sister, which how did she die? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> okay, but she, whatever. He's going there a lot. She falls in love with him. She's in love with him like almost instantly. And he's like, wow, there's something about her that like I'm being very obsessed with her, but I am currently dating this girl, Chelsea, who is a psycho bitch. Um, and then this is where I get fuzzy because I don't really remember what happens with Chelsea. <laughs> Vlad comes into town and he's um, like, well, Vlad Rena. was already in town. He was, he was in town at the same time as Rena. Yeah. He just didn't know it. That's because remember he met up with Chelsea. And taught her how to be a vampire. Oh, right. He doesn't even know that Rena He doesn't know Rena is, is alive there. necessarily. Right, right, right. Okay, so it's quit. So then why is he there too? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there should just be like, there is like a confluence of energies or something. Like there. Yeah, it doesn't like make sense mouth. that all of like these Sunnydale. people are like, hey, let's all live in South Carolina and not know about each other until all at the same time. Yeah. Like, huh? Yeah. Just doesn't make Um... So, so wait, where where'd you leave off? Mm. That, that Vlad, so Vlad is already there. Okay, yes, and he, coincidentally, he's there. Yeah. Um, don't remember why. And I think he is on some level looking for Rena. Like he's always looking for Rena. Yes, he's like all because he knows he's pr- he's like ninety nine percent sure that rather than drowning, she escaped because her bag was gone. Mm-hmm. Um. But he isn't even actively searching for her. He happens to find out from Chelsea in this book that she is alive and they are both like vying for James' affection. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, you, we were summing up the last book. Yeah. So, so I don't remember the chronology of things at all. But at some point, so like, yeah, Rena has had this like awakening that about like, like James is like awakening and like the more human part of herself and she wants to be. So she she's like going to high school and blah, blah, blah. And then something, something Vlad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Chelsea, she thinks Chelsea dies, but actually Chelsea was made into a vampire. And then Chelsea like hooks up with Vlad for this whole like escape to Vegas. They win a bunch of money there. He teaches her how to be a vampire. She escapes from Vlad to go back after James she turns Trip into their friend Trip into a vampire because Trip always thought that Chelsea should be with him and not James. And then she and Trip show up after like these kids at school are having a seance to try to like get in contact with Chelsea because she's gone missing, as far as they know. Chelsea shows up, like, you know, acts like her own ghost, freaks everyone the fuck out, tries to come after James and Rena. James and Rena escape, and that's the end of the book. I just checked out the first book again. Also, the first book is longer than the second book. I feel very confident in my, this was supposed to be a trilogy theory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about this. This is really funny. So he keeps like inviting Rena to hang out. He's like, tell you what, since we've got the same schedule, why don't you go to lunch with Chelsea and me until you get to know some people around here? Lunch in the cafeteria can be pretty awful. Chelsea's like, (laughs) Chelsea literally also literally just thinks this girl is a leech. Um, And (laughs) she goes, that That was funny. um, She's like, ugh. 
Oh, so then later on, she goes, um, please notice that your society, that your social worker hang up is kicking in again. Did you have to ask that girl to have lunch with us? I promise you she has no personality. Zip. Let her get to know the other clueless types, James. You aren't doing her any favors thinking, letting her think we're going to be her best friends. She's so Yeesh. funny. <laughs> She's so funny. Um, okay, hold on. So I'm trying to see. Da, 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 da. She's like at the school. I don't care about this part. I got to go to where... How did Chelsea get hurt? She probably tries to eat Chelsea, TBH. Because she doesn't really understand good and evil. She's a vampire. It's not her fault. That's like kind of how I remembered it, but could be wrong. Okay, hold on. Chelsea's still alive here. (laughs) So we're going to keep going. Damn, what the hell? This book is long. Okay. Wow. How did I get? How? How did I get to this? Okay. (laughs) So literally, she's like... I've got something I want to show you. <laughs> and then Chelsea's like, what? Is this something about James? She's like, yeah, it's in my car. So then she takes her to the car and Chelsea's like, why did you park so far away? And she's like, mm, let's keep going. And then she uh, unlocks the door and 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 Chelsea's like, uh, are you going to show it to me or do I have to get it out of the car? And she's like, you should look inside the car. And then so she peeks in and then Rena pulls her to the ground. But then Chelsea bites her. Chelsea oh, bites yeah, Chelsea Rena. Bites Rena. <laughs> yeah. And and then there's blood and then they get into a fight and Chelsea's like are you fucking crazy? And Lena Rena then bites her and then they're rolling around, she's drinking her blood. She stops because she hears an engine and she hears like a cop going by. Um so then she drives away and leaves Chelsea there. But because Chelsea bit her, she but like, like... what was Rena's plan to begin with? I think just to kill and eat her. Yeah. Just to get her out of the way because she was like, That's oh, she's thought. mean. Rena felt more evil to me. Yeah, she was a little book. more evil. Yeah. Because she's more and more human every every moment. I guess. I kind of wanted her to be a little bit evil still. It just seemed like a complete 180 on her characterization. She wasn't evil. She just doesn't understand. It's like when, like, it's like when my cats, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, when they, nature. like, when they swat at me, when, like, I'm trying to put them in their carrier. They don't want to go in the carrier. They don't understand. That's, like, what she's like. Okay. So then Chelsea is found by Vlad. And then he's like, I'll train you to be a good vampire. Okay. Oh, but that's right. So, like, then Rena. Aw, even in the like in right after the next scene we see her in, she's like bleaching her jeans to get them to be faded because in the moments before she takes down Chelsea, Chelsea like talks shit about her pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. She just wants to fit in. I still like, yeah, I feel for Rena. It's just no, 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 there, I was, know. there was like more. She was more interesting in the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this one, like. She just seems so has to have like such a lack of agency and like her want, I guess, just seems like simpler and not or just like less sharp. Because in this in the first book, she's lonely and she wants belonging. And I, I know that she wants those things in the second book, but it just doesn't feel as like pointy. Does that makes sense. Yeah. The it's like book? all the edges have been shaved off. Yeah. It's still there, but like it's kind of just like an echo of what it was. Yep. So then in this book, Rena and James are like 
like we were saying, James is like, we have to pretend to be boyfriend, girlfriend. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, mm, I like you. Which <laughs> if someone, obviously you cannot guarantee that you and the person that you're with will feel the same thing at the same time. However, <laughs> if it is so off where you are like, I love you, or the other person is like, I love you. And what you feel about them is like, you like them, you think they're interesting, but you're like also very disgusted by a major core thing about them, then like you need to not <laughs> continue. Yeah. To Why be with are them. you fooling yourself? I was so mad because also, I don't know. I know she didn't want to be a vampire anymore, but like, how do I put this? Having it be like, he's like, I'm so disgusted about this part of you. You know what? Okay. I, I figured it out in my brain. Cause so she's like, something was done to me, and I'll see if I'll see if you can feel it as well. She's like, mm -hmm. something was done to me by some by a man in the past. It's changed me. And like these I am this way now because of this thing. I'm forever changed because of this thing that was done to me. I'm now like with the, this new guy, and he's disgusted by the fact that by these changes in me. And yeah, it's like a horrifying analog for rape. Yes. Yeah. And his solution is, well, we'll just do this magic thing. Oh, you're not this thing anymore. Great. Perfect. Now we can be together. It just seems like. I think it's an accidental thing, of oh, course. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, this was not intended by the author. She's just writing a vampire book. Yeah. But but that do it doesn't change how um, awful James's behavior is towards her. Like, it, yeah. T truly just taking it as a story about like a vampire. He's still like a piece of shit to where the whole book yeah and it's not it's like why am i rooting for them to be together when i didn't want them to be together awful the whole time it's like it's it's entirely conditional on her becoming human again yeah and that is not like a relationship i am inspired to root for no i am inspired to root for rena and her happiness yeah and, I, and james can like just fuck off and be a dick for the rest of, rest of his life <laughs> Well, because, yeah, I wanted her. Here's what I think is going to happen, though. She's going to be human. It's not happily ever after. She's going to like he's the first like non, you know, that's what it is. He's the first non like evil person she's been with. So she's like, wow, amazing. But like she'll find the right person for her eventually. I hope because like hope you cannot her. settle for like just above dog shit. You know, he, he sucks. He was so mean. Yeah. And like, like very selfish. Oh, my God. And also like idiotic when he was like really dumb. He was like, oh, my God, like I have to go to my grandma's house and I'm going to bring Rena. But like, what's my grandma going to think? Because like, first of all, um, I'm going there with a strange girl. And second of all, she's a vampire. I was like, your grandma doesn't have to find out she's a fucking vampire. Yeah, what are you going to fucking tell her? What the fuck are you talking about right now? Idiotic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He sucks. He's so we sucks. We do not like James. No, I... The moment, like, when he's like, get away from the horse, you're scaring the horse. Oh, my God. I have to go check on my grandma. And I was like, yes, go check on your grandma. That part I don't disagree with. But, sure. like, can you stop being such a dick about her scaring the horse? She's the one who told you that. You know that because she told you. Also... She wasn't hiding it. <laughs> no. And also, here was the other thing. She had just had such a traumatic experience. She was like, I forgot my name because this is something that 
part of the vampire lore is that like when you shape shift, you start to lose yourself and it's like a ticking clock and you need to keep reminding yourself of your name because if you forget your name, then you forget who you are and you never turn back. Mm-hmm. And so she was a deer. She was running across the street. She got hit by Chelsea and Vlad in their car and she got concussed and forgot her name. And so she was just a hurt little deer. And then he finds her, James, and he's like, Rena, and she like remembers her name. She turns back and she's like, oh my God, like I just forgot my name. That was so scary. I I don't know if I can ever shapeshift again. And he's like, just he says, blows like, past it. Nothing. He says nothing about it at all. And he's just super grossed out by having her by having seen her change from a deer to a, a vampire again. Also, when she's like, I told you not to look at me while I do that. Like, I, I was know. like, I felt so bad for her, right? Because, like, I've been there when, like, you reveal something about yourself that you're, like, very self-conscious about. And then the other person's like, wow, I just, like, didn't know you were like that. And you're like, okay, wow, I feel really bad. And, like, I told you not to judge me, but, like, you did. And that really hurts. They just have, like, a bad, it's not a good relationship. It's a bad relationship. (laughs) Yeah, they should I, not be together. It's his fault. I don't like him. I kind of wanted her to stay I hope a he vampire. <laughs> I did too. The ending was so rushed. Like they just like they they find the also the coincidence of like so not only are all of these people converging in the same podunk little town, mm-hmm. but on top of that, the wizard whose name is Roger, which is not. <laughs> wizard name it's all. not it needs it to be like, like ambrosius a, this was actually yes this was like the only time i identified with james is when yeah. james was like so i can't just like so i'm just gonna like walk up and be like hi roger <laughs> yeah he was like i can't <laughs> call him roger. roger what's up roger the wizard um like i could just go and be like oh roger i was like i agree because this yeah. man's real name is not roger yeah no way that is clear so on top of all of this, Roger had just gotten in touch with Vlad, thinking that he's his grandfather, who is clearly supposed to be Dracula, and yet they won't say that. So weird. Why so, won't they why? say it? Why, why are we beating around the bush? We know why that Vlad's grandfather is supposed to be fucking Dracula. Um, so he thinks he's written to Dracula to like meet him, and he wants Dracula to change him into a vampire because he's like sick and old and dying. So Vlad is then going to meet Roger. So, like, what everybody just at the same time is all, like, doing the same thing in the same area for multiple different reasons, and there's nothing magical about it. Not satisfying. Not satisfying at all. Yeah, no, that was not satisfying. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Can I say another really angry... What the fuck is this? Yeah, James sure. moment? Uh-huh. That happened... The f- book is full of them. I know that happened at Roger the Magician's house. So when they go to Roger the Magician's house and she's like, she's like begging him, like, please change me back. Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're about. And he's like, I'm so disgusted about her groveling. And he's just like kicking her away. I don't even want to see this. So I'm going to leave. And he just leaves. I was like, he doesn't try to help like barely at all. Barely tries to help is disgusted by her for begging to be to get help to become a human which is the only thing that like he likes about her 
And also every time he's like, he just likes that she's pretty. That's it. That's it. He likes that she's pretty. And he also like every time he's like, oh, I forgot that like you have to drink blood or like when. And I'm sorry, not realizing (laughs) that a vampire needs blood to survive. Fuck off. Also, okay, when he's like eating his little or his little um, chocolate bar at school, and he's like, "Did you want some?" And she's like, "I don't eat." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, almost barfs." And then later, when he's like, "Well, what do you?" Um, she's like, "I don't sleep." And he's like, "Wow, that's really fucked up." And I don't think I can live with that. Like he was like, "Fucking hate this guy." Like. These are non-issues. Like actively cheering for his death. I really wanted him to die. I yeah. really wanted him to die. He sucks. Rena rules. Rena rules. Um, and I. This is not a happy ending for her. No, I didn't. Because so like many this things book. are. I. <laughs> I mean, it was I, fine, but it was it, like <sighs> tedious, and it was a really anticlimactic ending, and there were too many things that were convenient about it, and. Like, this, I could go on. This is one of those things where, like, you know how usually it's, like, you read the book and you're like, oh, this is all, this is a pretty good book. And then we talk about it and we're like, wow, that was, like, a very special book now that we're talking about it. This, this is the, the opposite. opposite. I felt, like, fine about the book while reading it. I was like, okay. And then the end happened and I was like, okay. And then <laughs> now we're talking about it. And I'm so, like, justice for Rena because mm-hmm. she, like, there's no closure for her at all. Like, she's... All that happens is that she remembers that she like she begins to remember enough about her life to mourn it mm-hmm. and then is turned human. And then her boyfriend's like, wow, now we can be real BFGF. It's like I, you just get the sense that like for the rest of their relationship or possibly lives together, he's going to be like, oh, remember when you changed into a fucking deer, babe? That was so gross. I'm so you know glad what? you don't do that anymore. I'm going to have an alternate. He's going to forbid her from fucking talking about that. He's going to pretend she ne- it never had. Yeah. And if she tries to yep. bring it up, he's like, can we please not? Like, we have a really good life together now. It's like every time you mention that, like, I cannot be reminded of it. It makes me want to vomit. Yeah. He's like, babe, oh, ew, ew, babe, ew, babe. It makes me want to vomit. He's like, literally, like, I can't look at you the same way. Just like knowing that you used to be a vampire. I hated him. You know what? She needed to go into the world of Night World. Like she needed to meet other vampires that are like her and like learn that like this is now a part of you and that's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but like it's not okay that it happened, but it's okay that that is that's a thing about you. Yeah. She needs somebody who's going to like help her accept that side of or that like history. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, and she needs to meet some just like more modern vampires because Vlad is just like really like that's he ain't he isn't the way. Yeah, like Vlad sucks too. I'm not pro Vlad. Yeah. I'm certainly she, more pro Vlad than James just because like, well, Vlad is evil. So that's why he is the way he is. You know what should have happened? And this wouldn't have happened in this book. But like, I feel like Rena and Chelsea needed to have like a John Tucker must die moment. And yes. be like, you know what? Actually, James Actually, he's sucks the problem. shit. Yeah. And Vlad is really fucking annoying. So we need to team up to kill Vlad and then also like maybe just torture James for like kind of <laughs> just being a for piece closure. of shit. Yeah. Because they are vampires. So like it's okay for them to be like, let's kill this person because they're annoying. Because they're evil. They're so evil. it's okay if a vampire is evil. 
Because they are evil. That's just what it is. Because they support that in a book. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, it was just like, then just all of a sudden, Vlad dies because Nick, the guy that Rena Oh my God, Deus Ex Nickina. Yeah, <laughs> shoots him with <laughs> wooden bullets. And then is like, get the fuck out of my house, you two. Which I was like, why? What is everyone's fucking problem with Rena? I know. And then- and then they do, they go off to do the spell. Rena has to be buried. She's buried. James does the spell. Chelsea shows up right then. James has to leave Chelsea. This moment was like actually exciting for a second. James has to leave. Sorry. James has to leave, leave Rena. Yeah. Take off. Chelsea chases him. But then Chelsea just like up and crashes into a fucking gas station and goes up in flames. And James is like, Oh, okay. Well, that's sad, yeah. but I guess that's done now. And he goes back and he he unburies Rena and she's like, oh my God, I couldn't breathe. And then they're like, oh, it must have worked. The end. I was like, the end? The end. Also, so actually, fast. the part I thought was very... Rena just says little things that are cute where she's like, hey, I think I got dirt in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I thought that was cute. Um, oh, God. What was I going to point out prior to him burying her alive? Oh, this was the other thing oh, that like bothered me. The Robert the Magician. No, Roger, Roger the Magician. Yeah. Roger the Magician. Robert is like, would have been better. Yeah, it would have been. Roger the Magician is like, I will never turn a vampire into a human ever again because now their oh, kids God, are annoying, so annoying and like they he live. trampled over my herb garden. Yeah, and like they live, they they like watch TV and whatever. But I'm like, but then what did you want? Like, why did you yeah, do it? What did you expect? Why did and who else did you change? And like, why are you like being such a bitch? Yeah, I really didn't understand what he wanted. And They're like, like all his he drive has to was do not... was be like, change me into a vampire, and I'll give you the spell. Instead, Done. he like has to be changed by who he thinks is Dracula. Like, get over it. Yeah, yeah, that was weird because that was the other thing he. He pretends that he he doesn't want to be turned into a vampire with Rena and James. And then mm-hmm. when Vlad shows up, he's like, great, now turn me into a vampire. And I was like, oh, I thought you really did want that. something else. Yeah. I thought you wanted to meet with him for other reasons. But no, it was just you wanted to be turned by this vampire because you're like a star fucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, why? Like, what benefit does it? give you to be turned by vlad and also like seriously you thought dracula was gonna like (laughs) pick you yeah like that is you you vain vain normally named wizard (laughs) yeah and he's also like stinky (laughs) he's he's like stinky from like sick from being ill which like i've smelled that smell before it's not a good smell and it was just like And then he just, like, dies right away. Everybody just dies, like, so quickly in this one. I know. And without any consequences. Because the thing is, they still find the spell. They still do the spell. There's no... It's not harder for them. That never the plan. It doesn't complicate it. I guess... I mean, I guess the point is that that's what enables them to do the spell. So it's like Roger's vanity... Is A, his downfall, and B, why they can get their hands on the spell. It's just that that's not really how it, like, it doesn't play out in a satisfying way. Well, and, I mean, that's, that's like, you reading a really kind interpretation yes, exactly. of that. Like, it's like you're finding a way to make that 
quote satisfying, even though yeah, it isn't. Like, it sounds satisfying when I put it that right. way, but that's not how it comes off in the how reading it, of yeah, it. Yeah, because how it comes off in reading it is that there's really no consequences for anything that happens because it's just like, okay, I guess that's another fucking random thing that happened in this book. Yeah. And then now instead of getting the spell from him, they just get it from his shelf. Okay. And it's like, oh, because this is where he was looking when he was lying to us. It's like, okay. Yeah, but like the consequences there are literally the same as if he were to just like be in the other room and then they yeah, get Yeah, it. it's just one it's, random thing after another. Yeah, nothing, nothing, you know what? Nothing's happening because of anything. It's just like, or it's or very and then, anything. and then, and then, yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is not good storytelling. So I think I really didn't like this book now. Yeah, I Which is funny. Because I, I felt meh about it before. Yeah, now I, I, feel just, I bad. was just like, this is this is a pretty dumb book. But now I'm like actively angry about the James issues. The James issues are unforgivable. I just felt like James, he's just, he had James no redeeming qualities. James has a lot of work qualities. to do on himself. He what? Yeah, he has a lot of work to do on himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a single. F- he's not charming. He's not funny. He doesn't seem particularly intelligent. He's not even hot. Like, what do you see in him? He's a nothing person. He's so and boring. He fucking sucks. Like, look, we've all been there. We've all dated those people. Oh we've my all, god. We've all been blinded in that way. It's just that I don't like reading about him. <laughs> exactly, and I'm not going to root for him because guess yeah, what? Cannot, he's a mistake. He's supposed to be the hero. Ugh. And he is not heroic at all he does nothing good or like noble i know or helpful it's just like totally selfish 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 he doesn't ever like you would think that part of the story would be that he like can connect what happened to rena with what happened to his sister yeah it's because like, he won't shut up about died, his fucking sister rena died she didn't want to she didn't want this like just like fucking have some goddamn empathy. I know, you but he has none. Shit. He's just like, oh, this is grossing me out. It's just like me, me, me. How does this affect me? How can I do? How can this help me? Oh, I guess I'll just go put more of my family members in danger. Oh my god, I know my frail grandma. Let's go stay at my grandma's. We'll be safe at my grandma's. Really, Why? you want to attract? Oh, that's the other thing, Chelsea and Why? Vlad, to your fucking grandmother. Why the fuck would you go to your grandma's idiot. too? That's idiotic. Like stupid. I idiot. know he has sixty bucks. Like go to a Motel Six. Like why go to grandma's when a puts grandma in danger? B the horse situation. Horses mm-hmm. don't mix with vampires. So like why? It was just. And then this was the other thing. <laughs> This part, and this is so minor, but I think it's just because it's like on top of this shit Sunday. Yeah. So when he's like, oh, since you're a freak that doesn't sleep, like <laughs> my grandma is going to be like really weirded out if the bed is like made. So you should like, m- like it's wrinkle like, the covers. Like, it's so specifically like demeaning. Yeah. Well, and, and also. Yeah. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Go oh, no, no, no. It's okay. And also like, so, so. It's exactly that. It's demeaning, but also idiotic and like weirdly like this is so minor, Lindsay. This is so minor. And like I would never care. (laughs) But he deserves it. It's like when someone you hate says something and you're like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah. They say something like, wow, I really love cold cereal. And you're like, you fucking would, you piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, okay, right. So he's like, you should like wrinkle the blanket so it looks like the grandma. So the grandma will think that you slept in it. I'm like, why would you wrinkle? Like, 
you should tell her like get in the bed and then like like why would you say wrinkle the blankets with your hands like who does that specifically like weird and controlling yes or like Mm -hmm. why doesn't he be like here let's wrinkle the blankets so it looks like that like instead of being like you should do do this bitch like shut the fuck up like like help her with it like you're the one who brings her here so then just like make it easier around oh my god i have you ever thought to yourself (laughs) there are some people in this world (laughs) that i'm like just i don't know what's coming next but i like it (laughs) just let me be in the room with them no one knows what happens in here (laughs) (laughs) just like put me behind closed doors with this bitch for like an hour Mm mm-hmm and maybe I have like a crowbar. I don't know. I have something. And <laughs> maybe like, I have like my like hard palm and their <laughs> soft face. Like maybe I have like a rolled up phone book or like a a, a sock full of quarters or something. Yeah, I like, have something. Just like for for the sake of whimsy. <laughs> what if what if and like just spitballing here? What if I had brass knuckles for some reason? <laughs> What if I had like ninja stars and <laughs> I'm just like, like, just like blue sky. Let's just blue sky this. Let's just like think like, what if, <laughs> how can I hurt this person? Yeah. Um, yeah. He just sucks. like, 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 let me be what we were also reading another book, Lindsay, a while back where we hated the guy so much. Do you remember this? Was there have been we, many. I don't remember. I don't know what one specifically. There was one. And all I, all I, literally all I remember is that we hated this person so <laughs> much that like, I was like, I want to kill this person. <laughs> Listeners tell me, cause we, cause and it was, I think supposed to be a love interest, but he was so evil that we were like, he needed to die. I hated him. Oh, something, something that like came in just like at the corners of my yes. memory. Yes. And I think it's because I was literally yes, laying yeah. in the same exact way that I'm laying now. <laughs> <laughs> that like and I'm in and, and maybe it was the same time of day or something, the curtains were blowing just the same. And I'm like remembering was it like one with like something to do with like snow or ice. Was it John Pear? It was not John Pear. No. Because John Pear's evil, right? Or no? I think John Pear was evil. But the guy in the book was John Pear? I don't remember. Was there another I guy? I barely remember. How Jean can Pere? you remember anyone else other than John Pear? he overshadows all if i go into a room and i meet a thousand people and one of them is named john pair i'm I'm not gonna gonna remember remember the (laughs) non-john pairs look i have room in my brain for one john pair and no one else (laughs) but there was somebody there was someone that we were like just let me at this guy yeah just like i want to just destroy this person this motherfucker up yeah (laughs) And I've never, I think it was like this violent feeling of hatred deep within my gut. And I think I'm having it now for James. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It's, he sucks. James he fucking sucks. so sucks. And I hope that Rena, as soon as like she meets anyone else now that she's human, she's like, oh. He's literally her first boyfriend. This is, yes, exactly. It's like, this is fine for high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I exactly. will. But like, as soon as we go to college, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. There's like a whole world of boys out there. Yeah, and I will find someone better, and it will be fine. Yeah, I think she needs to do like she needs to maybe study abroad or something. And mm-hmm. I know she's been all over the world, but now that she's human, yep, it's different now that she's human. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. 
Um, so, so I'd yeah, say don't read I'd this. Don't read this book. I didn't enjoy it. I'm mad. <laughs> I here's the thing. I felt medium about it, like maybe five out of ten. <laughs> I yeah. I, Which technically is failing, I guess. Yeah. But. Before we started talking, I'm at a five, but like I recognize that as a failing grade. I knew yeah. it was a failing grade coming into this, and now I'm giving it an F. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is straight it's up a three. Uh, see me ten. You know yeah, what I'm this is yeah. This is a this gets a see me yeah. at the top of the page in red. Yeah, in red, caps, underlined, underlined, and kind of yeah. like maybe an exclamation point, <laughs> <laughs> and like maybe a call home. Yeah. No, not a call home because I don't want to have to deal with their parents. No, 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 no. You don't want to deal with those parents. No, you don't. But like for parents. sure, I want to have a talk with this kid and like straighten them out as to like why this is not fulfilling the assignment. Right. It, it, Exactly. It's like this was not. <laughs> it's like I gave you some multiplication tables and you came back with like your conspiracy theory on why you think the people in the submersible are alive. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm like, where did we. Where, yeah. Where like, is that? We, we said, write a story using the prompt baby shoes never worn. And sure. you came back with why like men deserve sex yeah <laughs> with like a defensive incel culture yeah. <laughs> we're like wait what yep, yep um yeah i would say don't read this one you don't have to uh and it's but, not actually as bad as that but i do hate james with a fiery passion i really hate james i think he's really boring and stupid and has no redeeming qualities and if i was rena's friend i would and it's very rare for me to take someone aside and be like, don't be with this person unless they're, you know, abusive yeah, like or whatever. Yeah, like it takes a lot to to say that to somebody. It takes a lot, especially if it's like he doesn't seem abusive. He doesn't. He's just mean and like shitty. So like for that, I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't really step in. But for someone as just nothing bad, whatever, as James, I would. I would literally or you know what I would do? I would ask questions. You know what I mean? Yes. I would ask try to questions get them and to realize because I'm yeah. listening to I'm listening to a parenting book called mm -hmm. Good Inside. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how like you don't like tell them the logic. You like help them get yeah. Yeah, to yeah, the yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like like it was specifically talking about like if you have like an anxious or fearful kid, mm -hmm. they're like really afraid to go in the basement mm -hmm. because it's dark down there. And you go, I wonder if there's something we could do, like, I wonder if we could say something to ourselves to help ourselves feel brave enough to go down there. Like, you don't give them the mantra. You help them come up with it. You just, like, yeah, you just keep asking questions around the issue until they get to it. Totally. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of um, I was with my cousin, and she's such a good mom, and her kids... And, or her son and her son is so he's so sweet he's so good um he's just like so sweet-hearted but also there was a point where like we were playing a game and he lost and he got really upset mm -hmm. and she just like asked him questions she was like why do you feel bad and he was like because i lost and she's like oh did you know that when 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 you win, what does that mean for other people? And he's like, they lost. And she's like, huh. Like kind of was like letting him be like, oh. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And this was many, many years ago. 
Good so for I wonder her. if she read that book. Um, no, I think it's a fairly new book, but it's like it's of a style of parenting yeah. that other people talk about too. It's like empathetic parenting or sensitive parenting. Or yeah, like, it's called a number of things, but basically, it's just like you don't you lead them to the answer, you don't give them the answer, you don't lecture them, you don't because everything around kids is like their relationship with you is based on attachment, meaning survival. Mm. And if anything threatens their attachment to you, that basically feels like the end of the world right? for them. And the tiniest, because kids are so sensitive, the tiniest little things can feel like it's threatening your attachment to them. So like you feel mad and you know that it's temporary, but they don't know that it's temporary. They, they think, don't know anything about what's going so on with you. So <laughs> if they did something, they're like, oh my God, my mom hates me forever. Yeah, it's going to be forever. Now. Forever. forever. Mm-hmm. And there are so many that, that is so like that is so like having a nuclear bomb dropped on their world that they will do wild things in response to try to cope with that. They'll eat they'll change their whole personality or they'll start acting out to like try to get you to like get through to them like th- they will do all sorts of wild things. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it well, really it's also- is making me think a lot about my own child. Yes. It's it's one of those things where it's like because I remember, you know, whose parents were really um, good about like having an open kind of two way dialogue with their kids was Ryan Ryan Mogi's parents. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, like she was always allowed to like quote argue her case. Basically, like I think that's so important. Yeah, which is like huge for like because I think when you just de- and and speaking from experience, when you just demand blind respect from your kid and you're just like because I said so mm-hmm. kind of vibes all the time then you either get a fearful child or someone who does not fucking respect you yeah and like because I, I remember times being like like knowing and being like you are being so unfair and like and I can see this outside of just me being like well I want to do this and you say I can't but being like but you have no reason for this and you're just you expect like all it instilled in me as a young person was like, I can't wait to get out of this. And so I can do whatever I want. Yep. And it's also made me very like in general. I didn't realize I was talking to Ryan and Patrick and Colin and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think like, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but like, I don't really like authority. And they all laughed. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you hate authority. You cannot <laughs> stand people telling you what to do. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I, I was so like... <laughs> I didn't know it was like a thing a thing about me <laughs> everyone's like yeah dude like you are like you cannot stand people telling you what to do <laughs> and i can i'm okay with people telling me what to do if i'm like oh i see that you're correct mm-hmm. but if i think you're an idiot then i'm like lol yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna listen to you the thing that i am thinking about so much and I, i've already been thinking about this for a while is like i mean first i want to say like I love my mom. I think my mom was so, so great. Oh, yeah. In so many ways. And so funny. But there too. was this, like, my sister was especially attached to my mom and would cry whenever she wasn't around. Mm. And I don't, re- like, no one was, like, mean to her about it in the moment, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But it became then when she got older, this, like, story, this narrative got built up about, like, well, Taylor would always cry when mom wasn't around. Um, but Lindsay was like th- so perfect. 
Mm-hmm. And like, and Taylor was like so dramatic. And it's like that narrative being placed in both of our heads is extremely damaging, actually, because it, it, it sending the message to Taylor that like when she needs her loved ones, it's weakness. Mm-hmm. And it's sending that message to me, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Lindsay, you were good because you didn't ask for anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you expected yeah. nothing from us. You expected like whatever you got was fine with you. And that made you a good child and Taylor's like intense like upset at being away from her mother was a problem mm-hmm. and it's like what a just damaging yeah <laughs> narrative to hand to both children it is interesting like uh, the whole thing of no two kids have the same parents yeah and like kind of how that is right it's like you're you're saying one narrative of like you're this way and you're this way and that's the way it is and then that kind of creates this like reactionary thing because thinking Mm -hmm. about that too kind of like what you were saying with you and your sister I think often of how my parents and in particular my mother were so 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 hard on me but not on my sister and like Mm -hmm. demanded excellence and perfection from me. And then like whatever my sister did was fine. And like how I I think only in the past like six or seven years or so have I really thought about what that did to my sister uh, and how it's like she was told she didn't matter. Like she was told Mm -hmm. basically like, oh, well, we don't expect anything out of you. Because like when you're constantly when you're little and you're seeing your parents say, well, you should have done better because you can do better from your sibling. And then, and then you just like accept whatever the other one is doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it tells you, oh, because they don't think I can. And like, oh, I don't I I've learned to just always be in the background. I've learned that I don't d- deserve that amount of attention. It's like and yeah, even when I do fuck up they ignore me yeah so like literally there's like i it's always what is the other side of the coin yeah to what yeah to what one kid got yeah um what did that tell the other kid mm -hmm, exactly uh but yeah i don't know it's yeah and then i also think a lot about how hard it must have been for my sister with my health problems yeah yeah, because, because like, I was, was getting like, Lindsay, so Lindsay, much Lindsay, intense Lindsay. attention. Yeah. yeah. And like, like, yeah, what message did that send to her? Did you? So Ryan and I covered Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I heard really good things about that book. And I also have no idea what it's about. <laughs> Lindsay, you should read it. I cried a lot. Yeah, I, I heard it was really good. A lot. It's so good. But the 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 female main character, um, her sister is sick. When she's a little kid. So she is like very like self like self-sufficient and like very like, oh, well, I'll entertain myself and I'll like it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not self-sufficient, but you know what I mean? Like kind of like, oh, self-reliant. Well, yeah. Where it's like, yeah. well, I guess I'm I'm on my own. I'm on my own. Exactly. And you start to like because like kids are constantly like forming their identity around the narratives that they're parents and family members hand them because you're their god mm-hmm. yeah and So something this book talks about is like don't label your kids as shy or outgoing yeah because then because they'll be they that will <laughs> either everything will become about living up to that narrative or fighting against that narrative but then like don't, how do you try to try to correct other people assigning them 
labels oh, like too by like, like oh, if somebody is like, oh my God, like Nessa, you're so shy. Mm-hmm. Then you as the parent step in and say, well, actually, I just think that Nessa's like figuring out the situation and she and she'll get there in like her own time. Well, so then how do you avoid labels like that completely, though? Because like labels exist. So how does that? I mean, you work? can never like tr- it's it's more like labeling the behavior rather than the kid. I see. So it's like not you're it's shy, like, but like or oh. you're feeling shy. Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, I see that you're feeling really shy right now. It's like, okay, that's just something that's, Mm -hmm. yeah. I see that you're feeling really cautious about joining the other kids on the playground. And so that's totally fine. I'm here for you. And I know that you're going to go out there when you feel you're ready. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're letting them know it's like a temporary feeling. It's not their personality. Yeah. And you're letting them think for themselves but you're also telling them like by saying like I know that you'll go out there when you're ready. It's like the pressure's off. The pressure's off. But you are also saying like it is okay to go out there eventually. Yeah, you you don't need to always. <laughs> you, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. It's just stay by mommy. Oh, but but you're saying <laughs> like Bates. you can stay by yeah. <laughs> oh, just stay by mommy, sweetie. You're saying like you can stay by me for as long as you need, but I have confidence that eventually you are going to decide to go out there and that, but it's okay to do that in your time because, yeah. and you're also letting them know to trust because part of the reason is it's not just like, it's like, yes, you as the parent know that going there out on the playground right now involves no actual danger. Right. You know that, but what you want is to raise a kid who trusts their instincts and feelings so that when they're a teenager and their partner is pressuring them to do something or their friends are pressuring them to do something that they don't feel fully comfortable with, they have been raised to trust their feelings. (laughs) Yeah. And they won't just feel along with it. They won't just go along with it. Cause like this woman says, I see a lot of people come in here with their six-year-olds and being like, why won't my six-year-old just like go out and join groups of kids on the playground? Why won't, why, why aren't they doing what I tell everything I tell them to do? And then they'll come in with a teenage, then other parents will come in with their 16-year-old and be like, why does my kid do anything that their dumb friends do? Why yeah. won't my kid why won't my kid like think for themselves? It's like, well, because you raise them to do everything you say. Yeah. And you raise them to be like, you have to join regardless of whether you feel comfortable. Yeah. And you should be doing what everybody else is doing at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to like balance it's that too, hard. because also yeah. like there is something in the, and maybe this is just like, mm, how do I put this? Cause like I like one of the, I, there are many things I don't like about myself, but one of the things I do like about myself is my, like I I do not risky things, but like I go forward, even if I feel like nervous about something. And, but I guess, so here's, how do I put this? If I know I want to do something and I'm like the road to this thing that I want to do is kind of scary and like it's full of risk and I have to do these risky things and I don't mm-hmm. like doing these risky things, but I know I want that thing. I can mm-hmm. push through it and I, I often face not to sound like 1990s, but like I face my fears very often in my mm-hmm. everyday life. And I like that about myself. Yeah. Um, but it's also because it's respecting my inner 
urge and the thing that I know I want, which is the thing at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but I also just, <laughs> and I think I, cause I really don't like coddling because mm-hmm. I don't like the type of people that it produces. Yeah. And I, hmm, rather than it's, it's not the thing, like, it's like the opposite of what you're talking about where it's like, People are like, well, you know, this is how he is and he likes to be this way and like he's very shy. And so that's like where he's just going to stay with mommy. And like it's very. It's, it's like as long as you add on the second half, which is and he'll do it when he's ready. It's, right. So you're still sending the message like eventually you're going like you should do the thing. The type of person but I'm, I'm not talking make about you do will it when you're never upset. say that part because Would they're never like, do because the you staying with me is perfect and you will yeah, always exactly. be mommy's baby. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, I don't know. You're kind of creating like a weird Norma Norman Bates thing going yeah. on. And like, you don't want to do that either because then it's like they're always dependent on you. They're, they don't know how to like connect to their peers. Yeah. But you don't want to force them. So, yeah, you have to. It's it's like it's the stay by me as long as you need mm-hmm. because I know eventually you will know when it's the right time to go out on the playground. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're sort of subtly being like, eventually you're going to go out on the playground. Is it okay to be like, to ask them if it looks like fun and to be like, oh, do you want to go do that? And then if they say no, then be like, okay, well then stay with me. Yeah. And then you do, you do that message. It's like, I yeah. think it's okay to like, it looks like a lot of fun or like, do you want to talk about like why, why you don't, don't want to go yeah. out right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, like asking questions is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And it's something that like. And because you, you also don't want to be like, well, that's ridiculous that you're afraid of this specific thing. So, look, so you can think that in your head all you want. Yeah. You can have <laughs> like, your own secret thoughts. Children often do are yeah. afraid of completely irrational things. Yeah. I know I was. I know I, I still was. am. Um, yeah. It's you just can about, think whatever little thoughts you want to have. like arming. <laughs> them yeah. to think about their own feelings well because you also like like that their opinion is valid and i feel like as a child my opinion was not valued it was mm-hmm. kind of just like well you just do this thing that i tell you to do because like that's because i'm telling you and i'm the parent yeah. exactly where like i think having like this independence and autonomy in your mind as a child is so cool and it's like oh like you're a little person and like that's really cool that like Mm-hmm. You have opinions. How cool. Because like, you want to explain to your kid. Like, it's not, it's also not about like letting your kid do whatever they want. Like, you have to have right. boundaries. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's not like. Um, so if it's like, it's like a kid is like hitting their sister, you're not going right. to be like, well, that's. Uh, oh, my way. God. I was out to dinner at Night Market Song, excellent restaurant. Love it. Um, with Lucas. And there was this family. And it was, I want to say it was like, I, I think it's like, it was two families. Like it was like, like cousins, chil- the children were cousins. So it was like the, the moms were sisters or something. And they were, I don't want to, hmm. <laughs> Here's what I want to tell you. This place is a Thai restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these children were, you know, when there's like a child that it it's a whole family of blonde people mm-hmm. and the child has like a very trendy little like fuckboy haircut. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and there's like, and they're just running around the fucking restaurant being super loud and like, like playing on the empty tables and like knocking shit over. 
and the parents just have no like they do not care they're like mm-hmm. running into the servers the servers are almost dropping the food yeah. they just get to make every space their own yeah and i'm like look <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not appropriate i'm like your kid is a little fucking psycho <laughs> and you need to figure out what's going on here because like a that haircut's too trendy I think your kid looks like a neo-Nazi, okay, or a Nazi youth. You've got your whole fucking family of Nazi youths over here in this Thai restaurant. Like, to me, also, there was something grinding about them all being so aggressively white. I don't know why. And, like, in a Thai Yes, in in a Thai restaurant. Yes. So I was like, I just feel like. You're taking too much ownership over this restaurant. Yeah. And you're yeah. just fucking running around. They were running around the little baby. OK, this baby can barely walk. Walked out the door down the street. I was like, <gasps> guys, you need oh to God. figure out what's going on. Oh, my with God. These terrifying kids. I was like and the parents were all just like drinking wine. Jesus Christ. And I was like, this is crazy. And everyone, everyone else in the restaurant was so annoyed <laughs> and like and like the 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 servers were like um sorry your child is outside like literally jesus just Christ. like running around and i and they were so these people were so and i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna stick by it they were so santa monica no they were so brentwood uh-huh. do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah so it's this family of fucking nazi youths from brentwood <laughs> in this thai restaurant running around and I don't care. I don't. You know what? Cancel me. I don't care. I know this is what I'm saying. Every fucking episode. Cancel me for calling these family. This family of family of Nazi youths. They were. They were. You. I don't think that's cancelable. Take one look. Take one look at this fucking kid's haircut and tell me that these families are not somewhere deep down white supremacists. <laughs> Because there's something <laughs> fucked up about these haircuts. I was just like, there was like, I was like, something's up with this family. And I know, here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say. Do you remember, and, and this is something that like a white person on their own may not have noticed. Like, do you remember when me and Oz were saying that there's like a type of white supremacist that's really into Nightmare Before Christmas? At- yes. Yep. And yeah, you were like, I don't see it. Yeah. And I was like, just wait. Now your eyes are open. You will see. And <laughs> then there were like people that were like, I've seen these people. Like yep. the guy is in yeah, like yeah, either yeah. a fedora or pork by hat, you know, yeah. kind of vibe, whatever. This is all like, I feel like there will be some like listeners coming out of the woodwork that will be like, I've seen this kind of family. Oh, I know. The you know kind this of family. family you're talking yeah, about. No, I know sure. you know yeah. what this family is. Yeah. Like the the Nightmare Before Christmas thing. I... Yeah, I acknowledge that I I was not aware. Because you were like, maybe I've not seen. Yeah, maybe this is my white privilege putting blinders I on. I think if you were to go there tomorrow and you were to go into the New Orleans area. And just like really start to take a look. Yes, or or or, or if you go to downtown Disney to the Disney dress shop, mm-hmm. half of those people in there. <laughs> half of those, and that's not to say that I've not seen some cute shit in there. I've seen cute shit in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying if you're you saying that there, type does exist, though. Yeah, I've shared it's a not space. Everybody, but it's some of them. It's some of them. I've shared a space. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I I've shared a space where I've liked the same thing that a privately white supremacist person likes, or because guess what? That fucking neo neo Nazi or Nazi youth family, they were at a restaurant that I love. 
mm-hmm. they liked it too. Mm-hmm. So what th- happened? Did they get the child back? <laughs> oh, they got the child. Yeah. Grandma ran outside to go. Mother seemed unconcerned. Grandma, usually grandma. Grandma yeah. ran outside to go get the baby. Meanwhile, the two boys, here's another thing, okay? And this is a detail about these Nazi youths. They were very tan, but very blonde. Mm-hmm. You've seen these, this family. Mm-hmm. The haircut was, was one of the little like, boys, um, you guess first, you guess first. That like Hitler cut where it was like, like, like parted and like slicked down to their head. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, but okay. I know what you're talking about. That's a kind of like a gentleman's cut. I'm talking, one of the kids had like a Euro mullet. Do you know what that is? I've accidentally looked up because Google finished the sentence for me. Hitler cute. Oh, no. I was trying to look up Hitler cut, you idiot. Um, sorry, continue with what you were. Okay, Euro saying? mullet. So one of the kids Euro. had a Euro mullet. Euro. Yeah. Look it up. You'll you'll be like, okay. Which like, admittedly, Lucas has had a Euro mullet. Oh, but okay. like that was in college and he lived in St. Louis. So I see. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Or not St. It's Louis, like, Springfield. It's like faux hawk mullet. Yeah. 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 So like one of the kids had that. And I'm not saying if you have a Euro mullet, you're a bad person. I know plenty of people, lovely people sure. with Euro like mullets. With multiple things taken together. There's so many things. Yeah. Right? Like I have a couple of dresses that I'm like, this is a trad wife dress. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm not a trad wife. I mean, trad wife to who? My cats. <laughs> That's what I was thinking today. When I was, when I was, because I was um, pitting a thousand cherries today, and I was like, "What a trad wife activity!" And then I was like, looking around my empty house with just animals in it, and I was like, "LOL." <laughs> I was like, "That's a sad thought." <laughs> you know what's funny is I got an email mm. from Wirecutter with an ar- article about a cherry pitter. I will freaky? send it to you right now. Well, you know what? That ship is sailed because I already pitted them, but send it to me because I, I mean, someday, I might, someday, someday I might yeah. be given more cherries. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but so what, so what was what was the takeaway with the family? Oh, hmm. Oh, just just that like they that was like the other side of it, like overly permissive. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just gonna do what you know what? But they like doing that. It's like, yeah, of course they like fucking doing that. They like ruining everything around them. Of but there's also part of it is they don't like doing that. But <laughs> kids are like puppies. They need discipline yeah. and boundaries. They just it needs to be empathetic and it needs to be explained. Okay, can I also say another thing about because like those kids are dysregulated that's yeah. like the a big word in parenting now i think is dysregulated their emo- the emotions are dysregulated like they're kind of out of control and that's a scary feeling for a kid oh yeah some people like you you need you okay wait so can i can like I s- probably like they're running around because they're trying to get their fucking parents attention yeah can i also say a certain type of child that mm-hmm. i'm like i can't handle this <laughs> mm-hmm and I didn't, and I speak this as a former peer of these children, because <laughs> I remember seeing these kids and being like, I don't like that you're like that. But it's like the kids that like to scare away pigeons or like throw rocks at birds oh. or like, uh-huh. like that kid and the parents are just like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, that's not good. Or like they like to like pull animals tails really hard and like, like, and I'm not saying babies because babies don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm saying like children that can run around. I'm, they're maybe six or seven years old. And if they see an animal, they're like, I want to scare or harm this creature. Yeah. 
I'm like, you need to figure that out as a parent. Like, that's yes. not like a cute little that's thing that they're okay. going to grow out of. No, that's like something to be examined. Yeah, because I'm remembering, I think I was very lucky to have parents that, I, I, I was unlucky in some aspects, but like something that my parents were really good at was like teaching me to respect nature and animals as being autonomous and like being like, you know, <laughs> that animal doesn't want you to hold it. Like they're little beings too. And they have little, mm-hmm. like you need to respect that. Yeah. And like, because, and, and was, you know, I would get bitten or I remember one time my cousin had these hamsters and my parents were like, don't pick up those hamsters. And I picked up one of the hamsters and it bit me mm-hmm. really hard and like blood, you know, it was like crazy. Um, It felt like a fucking stapler. It was crazy. But I was like, ow. And then I was like, mom, dad, their hamster bit me and they were like did you try to pick it up and i was like yeah <laughs> and they were like yeah they didn't want i would talk they were like it didn't want you to pick it up did it and i was like no and they were like okay <laughs> and i was like well now i, I know learned. <laughs> that some animals don't want to be picked up and that's okay um and instead of you know being like you need to get rid of these fucking hamsters yeah. my parents were just like yeah i don't know you just don't pick up some animals <laughs> they don't like yeah. it um but like so i always had such like reverence for animals and like loved them a lot. And I remember we went to this place called Green Meadows Farm as a kid and they had these like little chicklet chick chickadees, chickies and ducklings. And I remember holding them and I dropped one not very far. I was like on my knees holding it. But I dropped it and I was like so afraid that I had hurt it. It was fine. It ran away. That I was like weeping. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents were like it's okay and I looking back I can now tell that they were trying not to laugh but they were like it's okay like it's running around and I was just like inconsolable about like this little duckling that I dropped maybe five inches uh-huh yeah um but like just looking at that as like in comparison to like seeing and oftentimes it was like little boys. I remember like little boys that needed to like run and try and kick pigeons. And I remember being like, something's wrong with that kid. Yeah. Like even as a child, I was like, something's fucked with that kid. Yeah, I hate that. That's I hate it. Ugh. And like the kid's parents just not doing anything. Well, that's, yeah, because the parent doesn't respond. Right. Right. Which is exactly. awful. Yeah. I just feel like. I am so huge on like it's so important to have pets as a child because I feel like it teaches you so much. Yeah. Um, and I remember I it some people are really not like that. Yeah. Like some people are like, no, I grew up without pets. So like that and I'm fine. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> OK, psycho. <laughs> OK, psycho. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, life, man, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like pets, and you know what? Life, man, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon Go, and something I've been saying a lot is just out loud to myself. Um, if I open up Pokemon Go and there's like a million Pokemon, I'll be like, oh my God, it's crazy over here. <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going on? Uh, you never you, know you gotta have fun with yourself <laughs> you've gotta have fun in this life you've gotta have fun you've gotta have fun mm. um but yeah so anyway that's the book <laughs> <laughs> fuck james <laughs> fuck james i hope he 
dies alone. He fucking dies alone. Corina um, realizes she's better than him and leaves him. Oh, wow. I'm looking at this OXO kitchen gadget that you just sent me. Yeah, it looks, it like looks awesome. You really needed it today. <laughs> it took, here's what I'll tell you mm-hmm. it took a long time, but not as long as I feared. It took like 20 minutes. So, oh, that's not too bad. I was listening that's to a podcast, it was fine. But seeing Still, them, this looks like, helpful. Yes, seeing them all and being, and let me tell you something. Twenty people, minutes is kind of a long time to spend pitting cherries, though. It was, but you know, of my whole day, it was like a little meditative. I will mm-hmm. tell you, don't listen to people that say to use the chopstick method. They're fucking crazy. That does not <laughs> fucking work. Don't ever. If any of you if listeners any tell me to use the fucking, fucking chopstick come method, to me with the chopstick method, I'll I will find you. your address and I will kill myself on your front steps. And because I'm just that say was... I want a, to be in a room alone with you <laughs> with for maybe, twenty minutes, <laughs> maybe a mace. <laughs> I, it's just going to be me, you, and this fucking cherry pitter, and we'll see what happens, okay? Because I, like, I, I tried it three times. I was like, this, like, wh- what universe are you living in that this fucking works? It doesn't fucking work. I don't, you know what? Actually, maybe I should have poked a hole in the other side of the cherry. I don't know what it was, what I was doing. It wasn't working. I used the peach pit method, which I always use for cherries. But today I, I saw the cherries I had to pit and I was like, maybe I'll Google it. And I saw this list and it was like chopstick method. And then I saw all these people being like, oh my God, I love using the chopstick method. Sometimes to be a little cookie crazy, I use a metal straw. And I was like, this <laughs> doesn't to be cookie fucking crazy. working. <laughs> Sometimes to be cookie crazy. <laughs> if we really just want to like mix it up. <laughs> Truly, I was like, whatever. These freaks with their, <laughs> with their your fucking, lies, your fucking, fucking lies, lies about your straws and your, your chopsticks. House Stop of lying. Lies. Stop fucking Stop lying. Lying. Just say that you have the OXO cherry pitter. <laughs> God, what? Okay, I'm done with my soapbox. Maybe it works for you. That's fine. I'm happy for you. <laughs> but I did the peach method, which I always use, and it worked just fine. Um. But yeah, that's the that's, that's the and thing. That's the book. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. Um, Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps uh, for a lot of really cool stuff um, that we have on offer. Um, and for the... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to pull something up. So, you know, I was, I was listening, listening <laughs> to you get lost in the weeds of words. <laughs> <laughs> and you have... We have things on offer. There are, there are things... That are there are things that are available, and this was they're the thing. there, and there, and you can access them. I was deep in the weeds, and the thing was, I could feel you on the other side of it, and you had a compass, and you were silent, <laughs> and I was like, I, I was to trying to let you find your way on your own, the way oh, any good parent parenting, would. <laughs> parenting, parenting. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, uh, but yeah, we have a lot of stuff on there, uh, and for our fifteen dollar a month patrons, we get to. Uh, do a little personalized shout out for all of you. So thank you so much, uh, Adam Howitz. Amanda K. Amy T. Ann Dwyer. Caitlin L. Carrie H. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny B. Drew Waranis. Ellie Lagos. Emma. Emma M. Aaron B. Gabriela Santiago. Gwendolyn Ludovic. Hannah L. Jason H. Jeremy Cronk. Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jesse T. Jessica Yu. Jonathan Venable. Kat Miller. Katie Olsner. Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, 
Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Nora Orion, Rachel C, Randy Clett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalihua, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you. And we will see you next episode. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.